Hey guys, Paul Rick here. Welcome back to another mini edition of the Baseball Dad Show where we tackle the questions that you guys send in each week. And if you have a question, send it to 567pitcher at gmail. The number's 567pitcher at gmail and we'll answer them right here on the mini podcast. So this week, we don't have a question. Um, I'm just going to kind of talk about something this week that I think is, is super important. And as I coach so many dads... Um, this is just something that can really be a game changer for a dad if you can make this shift. Um, now, as I go into this, I, I understand that your son playing sports and your son playing baseball, especially tournament baseball, especially travel baseball, it's exciting, right? It's exciting for the kid. It's exciting for the dad. It's, it's super easy to get caught up in the excitement and the pressure and the the adrenaline of these situations. I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But I want you to take a wider view. I want you to take a wider view. Um, because I deal with a lot of dads who are on the other side of it, you know, that are trying to rekindle relationships and trying to connect with their sons um, when their sons are not in the game anymore or, um, you know, have lost interest in the game. And the thing I'm going to ask you to do is to never keep a statistic. Not one statistic. Don't keep a wins and loss record. Don't keep an ERA. Don't keep wins as a pitcher. Don't keep strikeouts, walks. Don't keep batting average. Don't keep um, base hits, doubles, home runs. Don't keep, don't keep any statistics, any of them. Here's why. What we measure, our sons will make important. And dad's... If I could, I wish that I could have dad sit in. I wish every dad who's looking at this going, you're crazy. I wish I could have you sit in on a coaching call with the dad of a 15, 16 year old player whose whole identity is wrapped up in baseball. His whole way of connecting with his dad was wrapped up in baseball. His whole way of getting attention and being significant in the world was through his success at baseball. And then all of a sudden he gets cut from the baseball team or he gets injured. And now all of a sudden, what this kid has learned as a way to get attention, get significance, get self-esteem, feel successful, feel confident, is now gone. And it, I, I just, uh, you know, obviously coaching sessions are private and personal and they're confidential things, but I mean, I just wish that more dads could hear that. Every time you get excited about a statistic, um, your son makes a connection that that's how um, he gets attention, love, and connection with his father. So what we measure, they make important. What frustrates us, we try and fix. So if you cheer when they get a home run, um, or they hit a home run, and then you are sad when they strike out, or you're, or you're happy when they, lose, when they win, and you're sad when they lose, your son is going to try and win and fix the losses. He's going to try and hit home runs and fix the strikeouts. Now you might say, well, what's wrong with that? The problem is, is those things in the game of baseball, a lot of those things are just not within our control, right? I was going back to the Seinfeld edition of, with Paul O'Neill when Kramer promises two home runs. He's like, home runs are hard to hit. Where'd you get two from, right? And strikeouts happen to the best of them. And wins and losses are not always fair. And wins and losses don't always reflect um, the real nature of the game, right? We've won games that we didn't deserve to win and, and lost games that um, we deserve to win, right? And all, and all those mixed up and vice versa. So 
My concern is when our son's identity, connection, significance, importance, self-esteem, all come from those measurements, which are not great measurements and really not accurate measurements of success and who they are. So what do you measure then? So let me share with you what I measure with my children. So it always comes to a shock to people that my children don't play baseball. Um, they don't have interest in baseball, and I don't, I don't necessarily care if they play baseball or not. Uh, baseball was my thing. It is not their thing. Right? I want whatever their thing is to be their thing. My father was not a baseball man, per se. He was involved in Little League and stuff like that, but he wasn't a, a baseball guy like, like I was. Um, and so, you know, and his father wasn't before him. So, like, I want my children to do what they want to do. So they do a lot of different activities. They do karate, they do tennis, they do basketball, um, swimming, and, and, my, and my son's going to play lacrosse. So here are the things that I measure. When I'm driving my kids to anything, I say, what are the, there's only two things you need to do to make daddy happy. The first one is you give it your best. Whether that is 50%, 60%, 100%, 90 like whatever you have that day, I expect you to give all you have. I know that after a, um, you know, a day of school that at karate, they may not have a hundred percent, right? But they give what they, they give, they give everything they got, right? But like at 9am Saturday morning, they got a hundred percent. They should give a hundred percent. Um, and they're respectful to their coaches, their senseis, their, um, you know, leaders. And, and then the other people that are involved, umpires, referees, you know, whatever, uh, uh, opposing team, their teammates. And when they get back in the car, those are the only two things I review with them. Nothing else. I don't review their stats. I don't review anything. My kids recently just um, moved up a belt in karate and they broke their board, their, their first boards, and they came in. They were pumped. And, and like, it's natural, like, exciting. Like, oh, you, you broke your first board. That's awesome. The only problem is I don't want them to think that breaking boards is how they make daddy happy. Or moving up belt ranks is how they make daddy happy. So when they come in into the car and they're excited about that, I will ask them this. Are you proud of what you did today? And they say, yeah, okay, great. Now, that breaking boards is not important to daddy. What are the two things that are most important to daddy? And then they like, you know, do your best, listen to your coach. If you're, okay, did you do those two things today? Great. Then daddy's always going to be proud of you regardless of whether you break a board or not. I'm as proud today as I was last week when there was no boards and no belts, right? So that's how you have to measure it. You have to measure it on a, more of a process. Did they work hard? Were they respectful, right? And look, I've been in this a long time. I get to see behind the curtains of a lot of lives. And I will tell you this, your kid will succeed, uh, if he could focus on those two things, always doing his best and being respectful of everyone around him, your kid, your kid will succeed to whatever his genetic potential is. And, and this, the, the last thing, the little bonus thing I'll throw in here is you always want to let motivation naturally rise. So I didn't, uh, I, I've never pushed my children to do anything. We've given them a bunch of options. They select, um, you know, they stayed in the, in the sports, like, you know, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, like the recreation sports. Um, but once they were kind of, once that like moved into like travel and other things, um, we let them choose. 
you know, we let them choose which, which ones are the best. They always got to be doing something. They always have to have an activity, so they always got to be doing something. But um, I let them choose. I wanted all motivation for what they do to arise naturally because I know the way to kill uh, your son's enthusiasm is to force uh, him working hard or him practicing or him having to put in the time or the hours. If you want to let it, if you want to almost guarantee there'll be a success in whatever they do, let the motivation for that thing naturally rise. There will be much more fuel for that motivation when it naturally rises than when it is forced or demanded or expected. So, um, hope you guys, hope you guys um, feel where I'm going with this. And I know, I know it's very hard. I do know, I do know. But do your best to don't cheer when they do good. Don't cry when they lose. Just keep it right in the middle. You're their father, right? What you want them to always be thinking is, Dad loves me unconditionally no matter what. Now, let me also say this. Just because you say that to your son, like, I love you no matter what, but then you remember, your sons don't listen to what you say. They watch what you do. And so if you say that, yeah, they may get it on one level, but you're cheering when they get a home run and you're sad when they get a strikeout. You're cheering. You're going to Pizza Hut when they win. And you're, you know, you're down when they lose, right? You got to be even, even. It's just a game, guys. Just a game. Uh, so if I can help too, if you're interested in uh, coaching or working together, you can certainly just reach out to me and we can set up a time to see if it's a good fit. Um, but send in your questions, 567pitcher at gmail.com. The number is 567pitcher at gmail.com. And we'll answer all your questions right here on our mini edition podcast. All right, guys. See you next week. Thank you. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.